Watch who? Hello. Hello, and welcome to Two Watch Who, a Doctor Who podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Sarah. And I'm a Doctor Who fan. And I'm new to watching Who. Watching for the very first time. Very first time. Am I still dreaming, or can someone please tell me where I am? <laughs> <laughs> that was my Perry. What do you think? As soon as she was on the screen, I was like, you're the new companion. Oh, really? Yeah. I knew it. I, yeah, I thought you would know that. It's so obvious. She takes everything that they are looking She's, like, pretty. She's wearing that sort of quirky outfit. She's like, you know, I want to travel. And I was like, you're going to be the new companion. <laughs> yeah, well, it's Planet of Fire this week. Uh, but before we start, do we have any updates? Well, I put on Twitter X that uh, you will be a fan for 30 years next in 2024. Oh, true, yes. Yeah. yeah you know, I, I literally put... tagged you in it, love. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I forgot you put that. But yeah, I I need to update that. Yeah. I don't know what point next year, but next year, when will it be? Uh, I will try and find the date when I first watched that episode. <laughs> or like, was it a birthday or was it a pre-birthday thing, do you think? Oh, pre- no, it was... Well, it depends. When, when when do you become a fan? When you first watch an episode? Or I don't know. A bit of time? A, I mean, that's for you to decide, isn't it? Okay, I'll have a think about that. You have to work out your own anniversary, not me. I'll work it out and we'll have a party. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Oh, have you seen about this? um, We've got the Doctor Who Christmas special coming up. Yeah, on Christmas Day. New new stuff on Christmas Day. Have you seen about this, getting this song to number one, Christmas number one? Is this the... Goblin thing. Yeah, Gremlin. Yeah, that was was when gerbils and gremlins. Uh, I've sort of seen it, but I've not seen it. I've only seen it once. They've released like a video of it, which is basically a clip from the... I don't know where that came from, or I wasn't even expecting that, but it's done quite well. I don't think it will be Christmas number one. Of course it won't. No. No. uh, I didn't even think that was a thing. We are well into the Disney-fied Doctor Who. Maybe there'll be a song every story. Who knows? Do you think it's Disney, or do you think it's Russell T. Davis embracing the campness of Doctor Who? You know, I mean, like, think of him as a person and when he first started it, and now. I mean, he's done like, it's a sin in that time, and like, he's done like other works, like, what element do you think it is? Do you think it's for a Disney narrative, or do you think it's his own narrative? I have no idea. Maybe it's just going to be a bit more appealing generally to people you know i mean you've got like this is nothing to do with it but like frozen has been a big hit <laughs> does that quite, do you know what i mean <laughs> mark's compared it to frozen of all the things you i was just thinking like a big musically thing with yeah that people know the song even before you know the film in a way i wonder whether a little bit of it is more going back to finding the fun of doctor who Mm, it's been quite deep and serious the last few years and i think this allows it to just broaden in terms of like getting more young people back on board Mm, yeah making it a bit more of a family it's still scary i mean you know let's look at those specials like those arms and stuff it's so freaking scary but there's also something very fun and light about it oh talking about that um the specials my mum watched them. All right. And that second one, 
the wild, wild blue yonder, my mum was like, oh, it's a bit boring. It's a bit slow. Nothing really happened. They could have edited that down a bit. She was not impressed. Oh, really? And then she watched the last one, the giggle one, and was like, oh, yeah. Is, is anyone going to watch Doctor Who after this now? Is that going to be... Like, she is not She is not a fan. It's not a fan. Although she, it, she is the person that also says that Patrick Trout and the second Doctor was the worst Doctor. Oh, well then, I can't take you <laughs> on anything. Me and your so mother so... would have very different views on everything, if that's the case. She loves David Tennant, though. Did they tell you when they watched the recolorized Daleks as well, my parents? And, you know, I was saying that they've cut it down, they've made it, like, far... Yeah, you know, yeah. They've added the music, cut, like, lots of stuff. They didn't get through the first 15 minutes. They said it was too slow. Well, they, I mean, that I can sympathise with, generally, from... <laughs> no, but th- but this new version, everyone was saying it was too fast. All the fans are like, it's too fast, it's too pacey, they've cut everything down. But the trouble it, it is, is, people are used to... It's slow compared to modern TV. Because yeah, my, things are different my, now. My parents watched it in the 60s. They know what it... Is. They they watch, laughing. They'll watch things now, and we're used to a different pace of things nowadays. And they were laughing that William Hartnell looked like he had a wig, and Barbara looked like she had a wig as well. That's their comments on it, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> there we go. There we go. Yeah, I mean, that's the Rollins' opinion. Oh, speak. I mean, I like your jumper. I missed that before. I'm going to see the top, and then you moved back mm. a second ago, mm. and I got more jumper. I'm enjoying mm. that. Hmm. Is it festive? Oh, it's well, it's it's autumnal, isn't it? Yeah, I like it. Fun of that. Yeah. Well done, you. Thanks. <laughs> Shall we get on to today's episode? Oh yeah, sorry. I thought you were going to say something. No. All oh, right. <laughs> no, no. So it's it's a bit wintry at the moment. It's cold outside. It's Christmas time. Freezing cold. We're going to take the plane. We're going to head off to Lanzarote to hotter climes. Are you ready? You pack your suitcase. Always. Planet of Fire. I was going to sing something then, but I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that pause. That's why I didn't say anything. The moment, like, is he going to carry on? In that pause, in my head, I went, hard, hard, hard. Right, well, it okay. It's all going on now. So we, uh, we, lo- we left Tegan last time. Yeah, we don't talk about that, do we? No, back on Earth. No, they do mention Tegan at the beginning. Turlo says, and then like we're off. Yeah, well, there's there's lots going on. But um, I, I'm trying to think. Actually, the very beginning they don't because the very beginning is this whole leaving her on the boat and stuff with Harvey or whatever his name is. <laughs> Howard. Howard. Okay, are we are we going in story order? Well, okay, let's just let's talk about that whole bit, Perry and all of that. Perry and Howard on. and Perry and Howard and everything. So we have Perry, who is. In Lanzarote with her stepfather, apparently. And her stepfather is an archaeologist and gets this, like, suspicious looking object out of the water. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Perry wants to go traveling and he's not going to let her and he leaves her on the boat. Yeah. <laughs> like, she will get off the boat, surely. He knows that. That's the point. But anyway. So, uh, like you said, perfect setup for a new companion. Yeah, she she's to, like, I she, want to travel and see the world. She wants to travel. She wants to get away from her parents. Perfect, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, okay, what are your first, first impressions when you're seeing Perry? When you're seeing her being proactive, jumping off the boat, getting into a bikini, <laughs> putting yeah, everything in a plastic bag. Then. I mean, yeah, fine. 
She's very much the companion I would expect at this time. It's funny she's American. Yeah. So we've had, obviously, Australian. Is it because Doctor Who is now appealing globally? And so they're trying to make it more of a global... Well, this is the thing. This is sort of a bit of the criticism at the time. So the producer is spending a lot of time in America. Doctor Who is starting to go over to America. So they've had, like, the fourth Doctor on, like, reruns over there. Yeah. And then the fifth Doctor stuff is coming over there. And the in the producer's mind... The Americans are loving Doctor Who, so let's put an American in Doctor Who. But I think the reality is the Americans love Doctor Who. Because it's because British. British. I mean, it's it's very 80s. It's, it um, is. There was, do you know what? It reminded me very, like, James Bond-esque. Do you know what? That's funny you say that. They went over there. They Obviously, they filmed in Lanzarote. So we've got, obviously, Lanzarote is Lanzarote, but we've also got Lanzarote as the planet Sarn. There's a lot of location for Yeah, yeah. And they happen to look the same. And <laughs> Turlo finally got into a new outfit. Oh, God, we'll have to get to that as well. <laughs> yeah, Turlo we'll get to that, but Mary. it's because he's in Lanzarote. <laughs> yeah. So they went over there and they had, like, a press call and everything for the new companion, and you, they dressed up Peter Davison as the Doctor and Perry in the bikini as the Bond girl. There's, like, a photo shoot James Bond style of them oh, both. Is there? So, you know, they were, yeah, sort of leaning into that. It looks um, it. it. It comes across... Like, when I was watching that first episode, it so reminded me very James Bond-esque, yeah. Well, she's, she's a contrast to Tegan. She's much younger. She's supposed to be at, like, college. So, yeah, the Doctor and Turlow. Well, see, Turlow, I mean, obviously, Turlow leaves in this as well. We've got to talk about that. He's going back to his shifty self at the beginning, though, because you've got the Doctor and Turlow, and then Chameleon. Chameleon, who I'd completely forgotten about until, I mean, like, genuinely I'd forgotten about. I, I forgot to do Chameleon Watch every week. That's why I should have kept that up. He's been <laughs> in my like, mind oh, every yeah, week. He's, on board. <laughs> <laughs> he's always in my mind, Chameleon. I love Chameleon. How do you love something that has no appearances? Well, he's just. Be- I like to think he's in the background the whole time in his room doing whatever he does. Um, but it's nice to have Chameleon back there. So it was a nice surprise to see him. It was a surprise to see him. Just a surprise. And I noticed in his first scene, he's lying on the floor. They haven't even stood him up because he probably can't stand up very well. For yeah, long. yeah. Like, it's a great story for him because when he's up, he's silver and a humanoid. And when he's down, he's a robot. You just have to lie him down. But Turlo is getting this, is sabotaging the TARDIS again, back to his old tricks, because he doesn't want the Doctor to know about there's a signal from Tryon. But also the Master is doing something here. So whatever Chameleon's connected in his head with the TARDIS, the Master's intercepting and all of that kind of stuff. So we've got the Master turning up as well, which I'm sure when, oh, when I was he does, happy I mean, with that. Love. I enjoy a good Master story. I also enjoyed that we had Little Master. <laughs> yeah, we did Little Master. We'll get to that as well. But in that whole first episode, I really enjoy the Perry stuff. It's quite fun. The chameleon stuff as well with when he when he does turn into the the stepdad and everything that is that is how I mean you could have done that every week if chameleon stayed around you could have had someone else play him every week maybe not in silver or actually in silver maybe that would have been cool the stuff that I wasn't interested in though that we don't get too much of in that first episode but we do is all the people on San religiousy alieny people that doesn't interest me at all unfortunately. 
There was a lot of this story that didn't interest me, I'll be honest. (gasps) Oh, no. It got less interesting for me as it went through. And there was a lot of like, like, I think for me, for this, it was the culty stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That culty yeah. stuff. But there's but a there's lot. Not... As it goes through, that becomes more and more of a thing. There were the two main storylines that I was following, which was what's going on with Turlo, and then we learn that he's got this brother, and we're learning more about his thing that I could follow. And uh, the doctor, uh, sorry, the master, and he's taken over Chameleon's mind, and then he kidnaps her. And like, so I, I got the whole like when he's there, but he's not there because he's using Chameleon's body. And then we see he brings her back, and then we see little mass, all that. So that I could follow everything else in between about the sacrifice, the this, the that wasn't interested. And as I was going through, I was less and less following. So they come down, they find those gases. Turlo turns off the gases. I just whacked my hair in front of my face there. Sorry, <laughs> I'm getting really interactive. <laughs> they. Turlo turns off the gases, so at least someone dies. Then the doctor turns them back on. We see the blue gas that, like, I get, th- I got that. And then later on, there were things I didn't get with it, like, why are we doing this? And I don't know. For me, a lot of that stuff was just going over my head. We were, I couldn't understand why the doctor was going to different places in the third, fourth one. Okay, well, I was just slightly opposite because, okay, I didn't appreciate all the culture stuff at the beginning, but as it tied into Turlo's story, I did get more into it, and it does tie up quite nicely. I mean, those first episodes, they're walking across the landscape. I mean, amazing landscapes. They're just yeah. they're doing the, they're doing the Amsterdam thing. They want to show off that they've all gone on holiday. Yeah, basically. yeah. Oh, they've got to justify it. Got to justify the expense. So yeah. Yeah, and it looks great. So yeah, at the beginning, I'm not interested in talk because you got Malcolm, <laughs> Turlo's brother, Malcolm. No, not Turlo's brother, like- Malcolm. Yeah, that's Malcolm. Oh, Malcolm. Sorry, I'm thinking of what's um thingy's that... stepdad, Howard. Sorry. Oh, Howard. Howard. Yeah, sorry. sorry. <laughs> They're all really boring. Not boring. Do you know what I mean? They're like <laughs> no, old Mal- man names, Mal- Howard Mal- and Malcolm. Howard and Malcolm. They are a bit random, aren't they? <laughs> not boring names. I did not mean boring. I meant no, old no. man names. <laughs> sorry if everyone's called Howard. Or I Mal- know a really Mal- nice Malcolm. I know a really okay. nice Howard. I'm sorry. I did not mean boring okay. at all. They're fun people, but continue. Unusual. For, they're not really your spacey names, though. Malcolm isn't really a space name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you've got Mal- well, actually, we learned Turlo, that's his surname. Yeah, he's a Vizlor Turlo. Even then, he's why have they named one brother that and the other Malcolm? Yeah, Vizlor Turlo and Malcolm. Malcolm Turlo. <laughs> Malcolm Turlo. That's a quite nice name, actually. Yeah. Anyway, so you've got Malcolm and that older guy. Yeah. And the really nice house they've got in San slash Lanzarote <laughs> built into the mountain. Yeah. And there's a there's like a now and then location place that is still there. Oh, is it? It might be like an Airbnb or something now. It's exactly the same. It's got the same like light fitting statue thing in the middle. It hasn't changed a bit. Okay. It's still there. Location trip, anybody go to that house in Lanzarote. <laughs> Mark with Ben. But no, I wasn't they they're talking about because Malcolm is sort of like the prince again. We've got another prince, but he's a bit like not very good prince, so he's not really putting across his authority. So he's the chosen one with his thing on his arm, which Turlo has. And actually, you know that effect when Turlo shows his thing on his arm? It's a really good effect. It looks it's like really the skin. good. Yeah, yeah. It's it a very really good blends effect. In. 
yeah, really good makeup there. So no, I'm not interested in that. But as it goes on, you find out that actually these people are from the planet, apart from Malcolm, who crashed in that spaceship as a baby. And it's like a prison planet for Turlo's people. So then Turlo was taken to Earth to go to school. Yeah. And Malcolm crashed on the planet. But I think the spacesuit stuff, you know, where they walk through the fire and everything, is that from the crashed spaceship people? And then they've seen that and built up this whole, that's the god because it's someone that could walk through fire. I see. And that's why they're all like, it's Logar. Like, that's why they're like, are you Logar? Are you Logar? That guy seems to want everyone to be Logar. Everyone's Logar. But then they mistake Silver Chameleon Guy for and the, ma- uh, the Master Chameleon for the leader. And then they think T- Dr. Interlo is it. Everyone's, it's not interesting, is what I'm trying to yeah. say. <laughs> Only Malcolm stood out. All the others just blended into one. Yeah, yeah. I, do you know any of their names? No. What's the leader one called? I don't know. There's like two or three that are supposed to be different, and I could not tell you anything about them. Oh, well, it's uh, Timonoff is like the older guy. Yeah, he's the one that's like really yeah. into it. <laughs> there's the lady, which is Sor- Sorasta, apparently. The lady? I don't a- remember a lady at all. I've- she had like sort of share hair, like long hair. Oh my gosh, I have no share recollection hair. of a lady. She's not in the uh, last episode, I don't think. <laughs> she don't do much. And then they, I, there's Amiand and... Oh, it's not Malcolm. I've just read it. It's Malcon, M-A-L-K-O-N. <laughs> oh my god! I, why didn't we notice that? It's Malcon. Soundbite. This is where people critique you, Mark. It's, I'm sorry. It's Malcon. There we are. That's a bit more of a spacey name. It sounds a bit I'm better. I'm so sorry, Malcolm. Malcolm. <laughs> you didn't correct me, mate. I've got a fucking clue. I've no idea. I just asked you for their names. <laughs> I thought Malcon and Howard were the same person at one point, so Oh god. Yeah. So, so as a story okay, well Turlo rescues Perry from drowning. What an entrance. I think I'm gonna die. No, you're not. Begrudgingly, and, okay. and then brings her on board the ship. Okay, well clothes watch or no clothes watch. Finally Turlo is out of his suit, but he's literally in his pants and shirt. <laughs> he's gone from one extreme to the other. Well, I'm guessing it's hot in Lanzarote, so they were like, at least they didn't have him in, like, shirt, tie, long trousers in Lanzarote. Those shorts, them short shorts. Who wears short shorts? Turlo wears short shorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Doctor's got a nice waistcoat as well, like a... I enjoyed his braces with the question marks. Yeah. And then Perry, obviously, is in her bikini (laughs) straight away. She's in shorts and, like, a loose shirt. Yeah. 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 But she's on holiday. She's, you know, it's it's the perfect introduction for a new companion. Well, she doesn't have a great time to begin with. She is left pretty much on her own straight away. Yeah. Cuz she uh, there's a lot of running around the rocks. Here's something two. that I didn't understand actually. What I genuinely could not understand, and maybe this is part of my own enjoyment, is we are in modern day Lanzarote. They're collecting these things from the sea. How did they end up in this other place? That is a very good question. Like, that kind of came across not, my mind. I could not work out. Are they in a different timeline? Like, is this some? Is the TARDIS taking them back? Did I, like, I could not work out how we went from modern day Lanzarote and picking stuff up from the sea to it being like, oh, and here it is on dry land here with us. I could not. 
that no, I did think that as well. I, so <laughs> there's completely separate places. Um, I'm just having a look online to see if there's anything. It just says he gets a strange anachronistic metal object, also bearing the mark of Logar out the sea. No, it doesn't explain. It, because like there's oh, like, unless it was part, you know, the spaceship was sort of going by and bits were like flying off it and stuff, and then it crashed into San, but it dropped. But what I don't get sea. is because San is a completely a, different planet. It's, it's a nothing completely to do different there. planet. I don't understand how we ended up. Because Turlo rescued her from the sea. Yeah, because the boat was in the sea. Yeah. And then, so I, I do not, I couldn't, and like, please, someone Hang tell on. me. So you, I felt like you're I saying, away for sorry. a second and then was like, are we, like, they're obviously different things. <laughs> we've got Earth, Lanzarote, and we've got this planet, and I don't yeah. know how we've connected other than Turlo and his triangle. But like, that, <laughs> that's, that's like, the actual connection of ideas rather than physical connection. I could, I did, I didn't work it out. Is is it? Hang on. Is it when? I don't know why those things are in the sea. Pass them moving yeah. on from that, and then they go in the TARDIS, and then the TARDIS takes them to this planet. Because yeah, yeah, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all in the yeah. TARDIS at the end of the first episode, right? So what happens is, yeah. So there's, so just to go right back a bit, Chameleon plugs himself in. There's a weird distress or something signal thing coming from that thing in the sea in Lanzarote, which the TARDIS beams in on. So it lands in Lanzarote because they're tracking the doctors tracking the thing. The side so Perry story, gets. Perry's thing. Perry drowns. Turlo picks up the thing out of her plastic bag and does whatever and is trying to take it apart. The doctor takes it off him, plugs it into the TARDIS, and then it goes to the planet Sarn, where it was from. Is and that on that, Howard. This is what also confused me. So, Chameleon. Yeah. How did he know to look like Howard? Because he is reading Perry's mind. You know, but he didn't leave the TARDIS. Yeah, oh, no, but he's Perry. So the doc. In... So hang on. The Master through Chameleon is reading Perry's mind to look like Howard. Well, a Chameleon takes on whatever, doesn't he? Because he's a Chameleon. So when Perry's in bed having that nightmare thing, you see Chameleon on the floor, and that's when he first turns into Howard because he's picking up Perry's nightmare. I see. When she's like unconscious, but also the master is controlling him as well. So he's got all these. He's got lots of people sort of influencing him. That's the idea of Chameleon. Yeah. So he's influencing. So that's when like Perry's like shouting, "Come on, Chameleon, you're there somewhere," and trying to influence with the mind. You can sort of control him with the mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His yeah. mind is is stronger. But then when uh, Perry first wakes up and goes in, it's Howard pretending to actually... A chameleon pretended to be Howard straight away. Yeah. Until the end of that first episode. That's what I think that's what was... Confused. And then suddenly turned into the master. There was things yeah. like that I was like, has the master... Like, the master wasn't on Lanzarote. There was a lot of me no. just trying to... Equally, ironically, the first episode I really enjoyed... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's. It was once we sort of got to like Sarnam were in like a cult and then there was, and well, then everyone gets broken off. And I was like, oh, there's a lot to follow. I quite like, well, Perry's just running around rocks most of the story. She doesn't have a lot to do and she's on her own a lot of the time. She's not really with the doctor. But then she ends up finding, because Turlo finds the crashed ship and that's, he's, he's piecing it all together. And Perry's just sort of running from one place to another around. Well, and she sort of spends a lot of time with the master, actually, doesn't she? Because she gets. Because that rock falls on the master's head and then she escapes and stuff. There's all that sort of stuff going on. But 
That's true. Time. Miniature Master reveal is very good. I mean, you love you love Planet of the Giants. You love it when someone make gets small. You love that guy in K9 I do. When he it takes a lot of my favorite boxes. I love <laughs> like the master. Sure. And when I saw little master running by a fat, I was like, love this. That's done really well where he's inside the console and run, and she's like got a shoe and she's like Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed like, all that. I enjoyed I enjoyed Little Master. Little Master's like Where she sneezes and loses him. There's that shot of her sneezing. Like just randomly. two sneezes, she's like, Where's he gone? Well, Chameleon sacrifices himself. So there we are. End of Chameleon. Yeah, well, I've, I've forgotten about Chameleon completely. And the whole idea uh, well, and Malcon is saved because he gets shot. And then he's saved. And he's because... the blue gas and he's revived. Yeah. And that's why the master is there in the first place to get. He's using Chameleon to get his box into the blue gas to make him bigger again. To He's, yeah, that is the plot. But and then, then the doctor uses the, the doctor, fire like, and he turns to fire. The doctor does something and then doesn't really help. He turns to fire, is not what I meant. Turns to fire. Well, he does in a way. Yeah. Fire and then, turns, yeah, and Turlo decides to stay behind. Doctor, I. I shall miss you. I don't want to go, Doctor. I've learned a lot from you. But I have to go back to trial. It's my own. Better to go back while you're a bit of a hero, eh? At what point did you think Teller was going to stay behind? Maybe the third episode, third or fourth. Because they're talking about whenever somebody talks about their home planet or... Malcolm might be my brother, or I've it was this, Malcolm might know. be my brother. Was second episode, and then I think it was maybe once he starts opening up a bit more when he mentions a prisoner, which I think might have been the fourth episode. It would have been nice this story without what's her name, Perry. Perry, because actually, all right, oh, do you know what they say, Perry, and all that. I think there could have been other ways that Chameleon could have been used to influence. And I think this would have been a really nice just Turlo learning about his background story. And instead, you have two very clear narratives going on. That's, I mean, you know, you need your buddy of the master, but like you had the master Perry whole thing going on with Howard and all that. And then you have the whole Turlo thing and you have the very boring for me cult thing. But but if Turlo was finding more about his home and stuff, wouldn't you have just ended up with more of those culty people taking more of the lead? I think I would have preferred that they would just arrived. On, they had a they had a signal that sent them to that planet. They always follow signals. So they go to they find that planet signal. They arrive. Turlo starts finding things with the triangle and realizes what's going on, and then Chameleon copies. Maybe some because obviously they're doing all the things. Maybe he copies someone else there. There could be a nice little doppelganger. Who is it? Is it chameleon? Is it this person? And then it turns into the master. And we have like I think we could have just I think it could have been a whole other episode before Perry came on. But I like that Perry has some great lines though. The one where she's like, and then the robot turns into a gangster, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. describing the master. That was quite funny. But like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think it. it what adds... for me, what it did was take away from what would have been Turlo's last story. Because like, look, we don't though. know much about Turlo. We've said this. He's been in a school uniform all the time. Yeah, but but the doctor even says, "Why haven't you talked about anything before?" Or well, why would he say he's a criminal or a prisoner on a thingy planet because he said there was a war and they were on the wrong side and then they got like they were like prisoners of war sort of thing but that's why i think it would have been more interesting if that could have been 
a bit more of the story than also trying to introduce a new companion. And yeah. also, I don't know, I feel like it would have been nice. Turlo goes and then maybe the Doctor goes somewhere like Lanzarote or whatever to like, he's lost two companions and like he goes for a break or something and then ends up in a new adventure. That I think would have been, I don't know, for me, trying to mush. Also, I mean, I know he does help her, but I don't know. For me, that was a really interesting story to learn more about Turlo before he goes. And it kind of all gets a bit messy and muddly. Mm. And the doctor's not that bothered about but it. He's going to take Barry home. And she's like, he's like, okay, you can stay. He, was not, he doesn't seem that bothered about it. He hasn't actually spent much time no exactly that's what i mean and so i think it would have been nicer if they'd have had their two just them together on that story and then the next one there was a good moment between the doctor and turlo though the bit where he's like are you holding anything back from me yeah yeah our friendship will be over if you are lying to me or you're yeah yeah you're not saying that was there's still turlo's always been that what is going on like you know and i think that just would have been a bit more fun to explore than Mm. Thingy's just gone. Let's chuck in another new character. I've lost two get... companions. Maybe I need some time out. He said we get to um, Turlo saving Perry, which is a weird bit. That when he jumps in and she's like, there's no music, there's nothing, there's no dramatic, and it goes on quite long. It's like watching like a nature documentary or something, <laughs> you know, of like crocodiles. It's just, if you watch it, there's no music. It's just her splashing around and screaming for quite a long time. He's and then like, he just oh, sort of... humans, and off he goes to yeah. sleep there, yeah. It's so strange watching that back. It's, um, but I, su- I suppose it's publicity. We're going to Lanzarote. Here's the new companion, and you know, it's it's very much I think publicity driven. A lot of the around in the eighties time to get people talking and get stuff in the newspapers and things. I feel like sometimes the story comes afterwards, and these things are just like we're going to have an American companion. That's a great headline to have, you know. And I think they did a photo shoot with her with the American flag and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, oh, actually, this is a real... We'll talk about Nicola Bryan, who plays Perry, uh, as we go on. Because she... She's not American. Oh. She's British. She's British. And she tells a story. She's There's a great interviewer, or, uh, interview with her on one of the Blu-rays. And she'd just come out. It's her first TV job. Basically, to cut a long story short, she went into the audition pretending to be American because I think they were looking for an American or anything. Anyway, she basically, she couldn't, her agent got her into this situation where she couldn't tell anyone she wasn't American and she had to pretend to be American offset and the whole time. Oh my gosh. For a long, long time. The people didn't know she was, it went on for months and months and months and months that she wasn't American. She had to lie to everybody. That is uh, weird. We'll talk, we'll talk about that as we go on. But yeah. Because also, yeah, she's like, there with an American... That is so weird. Like, I she sort of did it to get the job. Sometimes I think back to like... I mean, we think of the BBC as the BBC, right? And we think of it as this like higher... And then I think of some stuff like 70s, 80s, and I'm like, um, like... And that is a prime example of like, what like, was well, going the, on the at the The producer was like, you are American. And later on, I think she was... She's married. She's like, you're not married. You're single. You're American. All for public, you know. You're not allowed to tell anyone. Like there was, you know, these sort of restrictions on. Well, she was told to do it, and she went along with it. But just talk, just rounding off, because um, as we're saying goodbye to Turlo and Chameleon, so I was looking up. Who do you want to know what happened to next? 
Turlow or Chameleon? Turlow. Okay, so Turlow. I keep forgetting Chameleon existed, so definitely Turlow. So this is um, in the books and stuff and everything. So apparently, upon returning to Tryon, Turlow was heralded as a hero due to having returned from exile. He had a career in politics waiting for him, but he chose not to pursue it, nor to embrace his status as a celebrity, instead touring archaeological sites of interest to research various bits and pieces. Um, basically, he goes on as like an adventure with one of his friends. Um, and then apparently Turler was visited on Trine by the 10th Doctor, uh, and Emily Winter, whoever that is. So David Tennant came to visit him after they found a diary that purported to be his. However, Turlow confirmed that he never kept a diary. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so, uh, and then Turlow grew old on Tryon and thought of himself as a gentleman. He met a number of Australians on their gap year, making him realise that Tegan's accent and way of speaking were not unique and thought back on his adventures in the TARDIS and how he wished that he could have been friends with Nyssa and Tegan. Not he just settles down on Tryon. Not much happens. Chameleon, see what you think about this. So a bit later on, it's discovered that Chameleon and the TARDIS had had a child together, (laughs) which they raised. It developed into a double of Perry and was left by them on Earth in the real Perry's place while she continued her adventures. I have no idea what that story is. I don't know how Chameleon had a child with the TARDIS. That's That's where he was all this time. How did they like, (laughs) yeah, how did, who gave birth? Who, like, how did that happen? Oh my gosh, so many, that's so funny. So many questions. I might have to get this story. It's called The Reproductive Cycle. It's a short story. All <laughs> these people are moaning about like two TARDISes right now. <laughs> okay. Oh, I need, uh, yeah, I need to find out. But um, yeah, how interesting. <laughs> and we'll, we'll wrap it up there. And we'll wrap it up there. <laughs> Mark, where can you find... Well, what's next? What's next? Oh, yeah, so next. So, four-parter, and it's called The Caves of Androzani. Uh, I'm guessing they're going to be on Androzani, because everyone... Well, it'd be good to see with The Fifth Doctor with someone else, because he's had Tegan all that time, and Turlow all that time. It's a nice change for him. And I have to say as well, we always forget, the Doctor's great, actually, in this. He's always actually consistently... He was really good in this, yeah. Yeah. We always forget him, but... um... And, and actually, the master as well. We've seen a couple of times now. This one, he's great. He's brilliant. With this doctor, there's just sort of like there's no. I mean, there is showmanship, of course, but there's no like over the top show. He's just there, and he's present, and he exists, and he leads the story on. And he's always good. He's always consistent and good. But sometimes, especially with this doctor, whereas previous doctors, it was about the doctor. This is always about the story. The Doctor's just the lead in it. In the meantime, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at 2WatchWho and you can support us at buymeacoffee.com forward slash 2WatchWho and thank you for everyone that has supported us this year and thank you for your comments. Yeah, thank you. And recommendations and people recommending the podcast and all the listens, people are listening. All of our third Doctor stories have had loads of listens this last week. Someone's on a third Doctor binge. It's had tons this week for Uh. some reason. So I hope you're all enjoying the back catalogue. <laughs> we've done that over 160 episodes, you know. Gosh. God. <laughs> Questioning my life choices right now. Uh, and we will see you uh, soon in the new year. Bye. 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 To watch who? 
Hey, Dr. Who, what are you talking about?